I'm Candace Williams, the Executive Director of Rural Community Alliance, and today you'll get to learn a little bit more about the organization and also the staff members that work in different regions throughout the state. So uh, without further ado, we'll go around the table and present the current staff members of Rural Community Alliance. Lincoln Barnett, I'm the Delta Regional Director. Tanya Broadnax, Southeast Arkansas Director. Matthew Grandin, I'm the North Central Arkansas Director. Candy Webb, Central Arkansas Director and Youth Coordinator. Yes, thank you all for being here. So first, um, I need you all to tell our members about your region and the work that you do. Well, I work in the Delta region of Arkansas and that's primarily in the counties of Crittenden County, St. Francis County, Lee County, Phillips County with the recent addition of Cross County. Um, the communities um, that we work in each have local chapters um, that we work with. In Lee County, we work with the Lee County Men of Action, the Lee County School District, and Ford, Arkansas as our community partners. In Elaine, we have Echoes, the Elaine Community Opportunity Seekers. We also work in connection with the Elaine Alumni Association and sometimes with the Marble Elaine School District. In Crittenden County, we work primarily with the Earl High School Student Council. And in St. Francis County, we work with the Hughes Community Action Network. And also with the recent addition of Cross County, we're working in the beginning stages of forming a chapter in Parkin, Arkansas. Many of our chapters work on a variety of community improvement projects and events centered around child literacy, fresh produce, gardening, theatrical arts, public education advocacy, community and social justice advocacy, rural and small business entrepreneurship, and voter education. And that's a little bit about the Delta region. Thank you so much, Lincoln. Tanya? Hi. Um, down in Southeast Arkansas, we are focused on education, economic development, city beautification. We uh, partner with a lot of nonprofits to give information to our community and engage them in different um, areas that are interested in, they're interested in. We also work with the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. We have a program called Parenting Mentoring Program, and we have partnered with Communities Unlimited on economic development. Thank you, Tanya. Uh, Matt? My name is Matt Grandin. Uh, North Central Arkansas is uh, more than 18 communities spanning through Boone, Marion, Newton, Searcy, Stone, and Van Buren counties. Uh, we work with several different community groups to do projects to enrich their lives and uh, to um, promote economic development through tourism. Uh, we do things such as uh, help set up uh, bicycle rides and work with local uh, communities to do um, share kitchen. We also work with schools to help feed uh, their children during this time. Thank you, Matt. Hi, Central Region. Um, we are growing our membership bases there through census and voter information and membership engagement. With our youth program, we are engaging them with community and county government. We are including them in a quiz bowl and debate uh, teams that will be launching in September. We have a traveling newsletter, pen pal program, financial training, and life skills training that we offer 
from um, the state level that's that flows down to the communities. Thank you so much, Candy. I'm, I'm especially proud. I'm a proud. I'm proud of all uh, the, the staff and the work that they do. But uh, our youth network just relaunched two or three years ago. And uh, Candy is the first staff person that we've had that solely, you know, her focus is to work with the youth network. And she's doing a phenomenal job, especially during um, this COVID-19 pandemic. She's kind of shifted her work to uh, engage the youth on another level. So I just wanted to, to add to that. Okay, guys. So RCA is a pretty diverse group of people and opinions. How do we keep our members? How do you all feel we keep our members engaged and open to other con communities' dynamics? We have common issues because most of the communities we represent are rural, and it's not just doesn't have anything to do with race or you know it has a lot to do with economic development. But um, whether you're in South Central, Southeast, Southwest, or North Central, Arkansas, there are going to be common issues. Uh, that span those regions that we try and work with and solve. Okay. Anybody else want to add to it? Um, I would also say, um, just in addition to what Matt was saying, in particularly, we have very um, common shared interests when it comes to public education in rural communities. And then another way in which our groups are able to engage each other and find out about each other's communities as you know during our annual conference where we are you know have been able to bring those varying communities together and so you get to hear about the work that's being done in the other regions and you you know we're able to feed off of each other and say you know what there may be something we may need in our region or and i think that has also um, been very instrumental in providing us with the opportunity to engage other communities that we are not um, in daily. For sure, for sure. From a, a youth perspective, we uh, really focus on training young people to be responsible, engaged community members as adults. So we, I, I really focus on communication and having those conversations that are difficult. Mm -hmm. Really focusing on making sure that they can have an open dialogue as an adult, whereas, you know, today we face the discomfort. Yeah, I, I want. I, we're working to train those kids to um, remove that discomfort. So, ten years down the road, they'll, they will have a better community. Yeah, that's 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 kind of um, that's that's a, a main uh, theme of RCA to kind of bring up young rural leaders. So we don't have that drain of of leadership that's very much so needed in our rural communities today. Speaking of that, um, so on our staff. We have a current mayor and a city council member. So um, talk about civic engagement. So Lincoln is the mayor of Hughes, and Tanya is a city council member in Dermot. So um, civic engagement and being involved in the actual works of the community is very, it's something that we, that we really work on within the organization. Um, so also with working with our communities, we um, have something we do every year at the end of the year. It opens up. It's called the Partnership Giving uh, Campaign. And it's a way for us to directly invest into local small projects. So uh, there's a local community organization, and uh, we offer them a match for either um, an education-based project or a community-based project. And, and we've been doing that for the past four years, and it has been outstanding 
um, how one small investment has such a big impact on our rural community. So uh, does anyone want to talk about how the Partnership Giving uh, Campaign has uh, made a difference in your region? In my region, in the Delta region, um, both Elaine Community Opportunity Seekers and the Hughes Community Action Network have applied for the uh, partnership giving. Um, is that what it's called? The par partnership giving? Mm -hmm. And I know in Hughes, we used it to, one, we bought a, um, you know, just sometimes you don't have the community resources that you necessarily need. And our um, youth play basketball at a local community court and I had just noticed you know for years that everybody's just standing around there was never a place to sit and so with the community partnership uh, giving grant we were able to buy a really nice metal bench for those kids to have to sit down at when they're watching others compete you know on the uh, court and then we also were able to use um, funds for that to host you know community cleanups we're buying our supplies and the equipment that was needed to um, rid our, one of our community parks of an eyesore of a building that just kind of had grew up with um, a lot of vegetation around it. And so I think, you know, having that as a good resource and, you know, a lot of communities are able to do very creative things with that. And I'm sure some of the other regional directors will share some of the projects they've had. Uh, with Dermont PTA, we, um use the grant for, we bought books for the children to, uh, we had a book club that we started down in Dermont to bring kids grade level reading up. So we used the match funds to buy books and we um, let the children take the books home. They had them after the uh, project was over and the principal said it did boost their reading level. We also used monies for, from the PTA, they did one of the grants one year and we used the money for uh, called Warm Touch. And Warren Touch was like we had uh, someone come and read us a book and we gave the children's mittens and gloves for um, Christmas presents. And they watched a movie and um, it was candy canes and uh, cocoa given out at that time. So the grant really works for small communities to get some things that you need to in better. Yeah. Thank you, Tiny. In my region, I can't remember all the uh, grants that uh, Partnership for Giving has given out, but a couple of tomorrow we started a community library in Mountain Judy and we uh, helped fund that. Uh, the community did a lot of the work and we provided a, a piece of money for that through Partnership for Giving. We also uh, helped fund the Share Kitchen in Marshall and that's where uh, local people can bring their produce in and can, uh, can the food and sometimes uh, sell it because it's a what do you call it, a uh, certified kitchen, so they can sell their canned can goods and prepare uh, and can their own food for themselves. And they also did the Hattie House, which is a place where young uh, children can come either after school or during the summer and do learning exercises and play and uh, be supervised at the same time. And we helped update, I think it was, maybe it was their kitchen or one of the reading rooms, I can't remember, but it's, it's a great program that has helped do lots of community projects and helped change a lot of things. Yeah, it's, again, it's amazing how um, what's seen as a small 
uh, amount of money, it's, it, it makes a big impact. Candy, did you want to share? Um, just a couple of things. In the central region, region we've used that grant um, for community garden program at the mm -hmm. Perrin Community Center, and we also uh, partnered with the American Cancer Coalition yes. and did a skin health awareness program, mm -hmm. so we were able to combine the, the groups and um, purchase a ton of sunblock and and hats and such to, that we distributed at football games mm -hmm. where their open stadiums are. Um, and with the youth foundation or the, the youth program, we really are focused more on fundraising development mm -hmm. so that the kids are more directly engaged in their communities. And hopefully we'll come back around to where we can do that. So thank you. So RCA, we partner with a lot of organizations. Could you all speak of uh, organizations that you partner with or entities, uh, businesses that you partner with within your actual regions? Um, I guess I've already shared a little bit um, with some of my communities. We have several community partners that we work with. And um, actually, some of our local chapters have, you know, even taken the extra step and actually become nonprofits themselves, such as the Elaine Community Opportunity Seekers and the Lee County Men of Action. Other community partners that we have in our communities are some like uh, Forward Arkansas out in the Lee County um, School District region. And then we also work with our you know, school organizations and school groups, such as the Earl's um, Student Council. And that's well, uh, down in Southeast Arkansas, we partner with several uh, nonprofits and other organizations. We partner with Census, Dolly Parton Imagination Library, um, Communities Unlimited, and many, many more. And it's kind of like with the RCA, what we do is we create a bridge into our communities because a lot of these organizations they come into these communities, they don't know anybody, they don't know who the mayors are, they don't know who, who the community leaders are, where the chamber is, and we um, open those doors for them and let them come off into the communities and offer their help and all the resources, because we love resources. In my region, uh, we ha uh, work with North Central Food Bank to uh, provide food for families, uh, working through the school district and local churches. Uh, we also worked with Dolly Parton Library and provided uh, books or helped uh, set that up to provide books for uh, young children. Um, in the central region, we primarily have partnered as youth programs. Um, some of the, the programs we've worked with are, of course, the 4-H program and our extension office. Um, we've done some activities with the Parent Community Center and the we have a business that is a strong supporter for our youth program in Central Arkansas, and that is Hydeco Construction, and they provide lots of materials and manpower and money mm -hmm. for uh, most any project that we we um, take on. Mm. All right, so um, of course, Rural Community Alliance had very humble beginnings as a group of just rural people that did not want their schools to close. Initially, it was at the 1500 number, um, but that uh, advocacy from the rural citizens, residents at that time uh, helped bring that number down to 350, which is how the law stands today. Um, no schools have been closed uh, because of Act 60 since 2015. Um, and that was because of the waiver bill that Rural Community Alliance worked on for <laughs> 10 plus years to get passed. 
So, um, a few schools, maybe four or five, I believe, have applied for the waiver. Um, and the conditions are you just have to be fiscally, uh, academically, and facility sound. Uh, apply before the state board every year um, to, to stay open after you get to that 350 number. So, that's something that we're very proud of. Um, but um, our work is beyond our school consolidation advocacy and even our public education advocacy work, which we very much so um, do every legislative session we're advocating for public education. Um, but um, how do you all feel RCA has evolved beyond school consolidation advocacy? Um, I think when you hear some of the things that we've already shared, you know, you get a picture um, but I think generally RCA has been a very good catalyst and an overall promoter of rural civic engagement in every avenue. Mm -hmm. um, you talk about the fact that even within our staff now you have two people that, you know, are, you know, official, city officials on their, in their local government. And I can talk about, you know, from my perspective, it was really out of my um, beginning work with RCA and Hughes Community Action Network that I really got the confidence to, you know, decide, you know what, I'm going to take this to the next level. Wow. I'm going to, um, you know, run for office to try to better engage this community and help change things in my community. And so I think, you know, RCA's work really, you know, just speaks for itself, but we've definitely been able to evolve beyond just public, you know, school advocacy or consolidation uh, advocacy and just into, you know, general everyday rural aspects advocating for, uh, you know, improved quality of life for rural Arkansans. Well, in um, Southeast Arkansas, what we try to do is make up for the schools that have closed in the communities while we offer them programs. We try to engage the youth there, like with Dolly Parton Imagination Library uh, programs, maybe six weeks programs that don't have the schools there. We try to, um, you know, rally together to keep the schools that we do have open. We, you know, ask those parents to come and be involved in promoting to keep that school open with calls and so forth. and. You know, it's just a, it's a big concern, and we just try to, you know, close the gap a little bit for the kids who are, don't have schools in their program, and then so in the summertime, they don't have much to do, so we try to, you know, engage them as much as possible in activities. One other thing that I would add, you know, especially when a community has lost its school, a lot of people feel like you've been stripped of your community's yeah, identity, right. and RCA has really helped um, a lot in communities that have been faced with school consolidation and helping those communities retain their um, unique identity mm -hmm. beyond the school and to you know actually realize that you know you may have thought that the school was the heart of your community but it's really the people so I think that's a very um, and it kind of and try to redirect their focus for rural community lines on city like beautification economic development, things like that, just not so far like the school is gone. Mm -hmm. Well, we focus on community engagement a lot now, but when we say that, really, we, we couldn't get it done without the great uh, community leaders and great for sure. yeah. uh, organizations that we work with. I mean, in my region, the Searcy County Chamber is an excellent resource for us. And they have so many projects and programs that we're just happy to partner with. 
and uh, you know the, the great people at Whit Springs with uh, Whit Springs Community Voices that that uh, they were there to save their school buildings and work together as a community are just a joy to work with. I mean, it, it makes our work worthwhile, and I mean, really, they're the ones that do a lot of the hard work. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think we can take credit for all of it. I think a lot, almost all of it, goes to the people we work with. Yeah, we're just a supporting cast. And that's, that's what we're there for, just to help in any way that we can. But, right. yeah, that hard work is done by our, the communities that we work with. So thank you for that, Matt. Um, from a Guinea youth perspective, we, with this, the advocacy that we see now with RCA has really moved out of the classroom and into the community. So yeah. we, we get to really work directly with the kids that are, are adjusting to a new school district or a new leadership body. So um, that that's that's where I've seen the biggest difference for the kids. Yeah. And we also work within the Southwest region of the state. Uh, currently we do not have a staff member um, designated over that region. Mrs. Uh, Brennan Harris, she served as the, as the Southwest Regional Director for years and uh, she uh, retired this year at the top of this year. So uh, we're working to fill that position. COVID kind of threw a, a wrench into everything, but uh, we are still trying our best to 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 remain engaged with those communities down there. Um, one in particular is Delight. Uh, they are some some fighters down there in Delight. Um, Mrs. Rhonda Abbott. She most recently uh, during the 1920 school year, she uh, led an effort to make sure that their elementary school stayed open in the town of Delight. So they are very much so still engaged with RCA and on the ground doing the good work for our rural communities. Thank you all for joining us today for the Representing Rural podcast by Rural Community Alliance. I hope you got to learn a little bit about what we're currently working on and doing. And I hope you, if you're not a member, you've been intrigued enough to learn a little bit more about us or get involved in some way. So from here forward, we will end each episode with something that we're calling the Rural Arkansas Power Move or moves rather. And that is simply um, a charge or action steps that you can take over the next week in between episodes to or for the betterment of rural Arkansas. So I have a couple today. So the first would be, if you have not filled out the census, if you have not completed the census, please do so today or as soon as possible. As you may know, we um, the, the census deadline has been moved up an entire month to September the 30th. So we have less time to get everyone counted. Um, as, someone that, as someone that's in the field now trying to get people counted, um, it, it's hard work. Uh, some of the addresses are off, especially um, in our rural communities, rural counties. So um, they, the census needs your help. So if you can uh, complete it yourself, if you have not, please do so before an enumerator, uh, a census worker has to knock at your door and attempt to uh Attempt, attempt to get you counted. So um, there are a few ways that you can fill out the census. One is by calling um, their 1-800 number. The easiest way would be to go to my2020census.gov. That's M-Y-2020-C-E-N-S-U-S dot G-O-V. That's the easiest way to do it. It takes about 10 minutes. So if you have done if you if you have filled out the census and you know someone who has not or they know someone who has not please help them complete the census for um for us and uh, the second power move would be 
um, just a reminder that um, if you have not registered to vote, please do so. If you know someone who's 18 or older who has not, please encourage them to do so. RCA will be having engagement drives over the next month or leading up to the election to encourage uh, people who have not registered to vote to do so. And also to remind um, everyone of the important dates around our November 3rd election. Thank you all again for joining us today. Until next week, you all take care.